right. Joining us today is Tanya Wolf and Matthew Cornell. And I'd like to uh, introduce them to you, but I have no idea what they do. So I think the best thing to do is for them to introduce themselves. Let's go first with Tanya, please. Thanks, Jordy. We're really excited to be here today and kick off our inaugural Alberta Additive Manufacturing Network podcast series and tell everybody about what we're about and why you want to be a part of this. So I'm currently uh, the manager for the Centre for Innovation and Manufacturing, which is a technology access centre at Red Deer Polytechnic and uh, definitely an advocate of this organization and moving additive manufacturing forward for Alberta businesses. Matt? So, I well, I, I like the question to, to, to ask, you know, about what, what we do, because, you know, I think mine changes from day to day. So, uh, currently, um, so my name is Matt Connell. I am one of the technology development advisors for Alberta Innovates. I'm based in the central region, so I, I, I work very closely with the Central Alberta Regional Innovation Network and also with a bunch of clients from throughout the uh throughout the province um, who are looking to uh, develop new and novel technologies. And uh, during her previous time with also Innotech, uh, Dr. Tonya Wolf uh, uh, approached me at an event talking about additive manufacturing and how we could do more to uh, get, it get it out wider in the ecosystems. Excellent. Well, thanks very much for the intros. That sounds really cool. What is this thing called additive you guys keep talking about? Is that the same as 3D printing or am I discounting the term? And why is it important to Alberta? Good question, because we hear a lot about, are you 3D printing or what is this that's going on? So 3D printing is part of the whole additive manufacturing process. So when we think about how we solve a problem, there are multiple steps in that. And then same thing with this process and any other manufacturing process. So for additive manufacturing, you have to think about what is the design? How am I designing it? What are the materials that I need to? How do I configure that on whatever method I'm making it? How do I take it out of that process? What do I do with it? Which is the post-processing stage? And is there any heat treatment or testing I need to do? So that in its whole piece is additive manufacturing. And the 3D printing part is just that little part in the middle that's actually fabricating the part. So you have to really think about the whole process and each factor is unique in itself. Um, and it's kind of a different process than how we how we normally design and manufacture process. It's a different a different way of thinking and a different set of tools to be able to do this. So your question next one is like, why do we care about this? 3D printing sort of evolved over the last 20 years, and it's kind of hit this mainstream thing. I think a lot of people have seen the benefit of being able to turn an idea, you know, into something or manufacture it relatively mm -hmm. quick and easy, right? So with additive manufacturing um, and it coming to Alberta or in Alberta, um, what's sort of the, the idea of this network? Um, is there some gaps? Like, Matthew, have you noticed some gaps in the in the region? And yeah. how are we going to fill those gaps? Well, um, and just, just to be honest, manu the manufacturing sector is a massive part of the of, of the economic makeup of Alberta and and will and, and will be you know going into the future as well. So, you know you know being at the forefront of of that technology shift is going to be important. And one of the things I was going to jump on as well is is you know a bit a bit more of that background on, on on additive. I think people at times from how they've maybe come across it through the media as you as you mentioned, Shorty, 
kind of almost view it as a replacement for something or kind of an an idea. And Tonya made the you know made the really important point that it's it's more than that. It is you know it's 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 a solution. You know it's it's a it's a it's a it's a toolkit to provide a solution to end users. So in Alberta, to our traditional manufacturers that people are aware of. You know, have you know have sprung up to to provide you know pieces and and, and expertise solutions that end users like be it the agriculture or the energy sector have required for a long time. Additive manufacturing fits into that spot as well. Uh, it's just that again the you, you know the the design and the fabrication and you know and and the way of producing that piece or those parts is 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 slightly different than. Uh, then maybe the more more traditional manufacturing has been so clearly you know Alberta has these massive end users that are going to have a need for for pieces moving the reason i've been so passionate about that is exactly meeting that gap is that alberta is known for strong innovators in the energy and agriculture sector and for us to move forward to that next step we needed another set of tools to be able to to satisfy our our drive to come up with new solutions. And additive manufacturing is that discussion point to start thinking about how we design products and and to do something in a different way. So thinking about not our normal manufacturing processes, but opening up our mind to a completely new way of solving problems and giving that tool to Albertans so that they can continue on their innovation path and come up with even better solutions to be able to provide their industry. So that's what's really important and why people really need to take a hold of that. It's not just the 3D printing part, it's the ability to think about problems in a new way. Well, and, and, and also, to, and also to, to remain competitive as well, because the other, the, the, the other thing that we're so passionate about when, when it comes to additive manufacturing is, you know, like, like you say, we, we have the end users for manufactured products. And in Alberta, you know, we could, you know, we could go down that, that, that kind of, you know, Kind of race to the bottom piece where you try and find the cheapest piece and get it shipped over from manufactured in in, in a traditional may, maybe not as 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 a higher value and maybe not as an environmentally conscious manner from somewhere overseas and shipped in or what we can do is we can look at the look at the challenge that, that, that's being asked for by the end user and find the most efficient most modern way way to do it that uses higher technology and higher and higher skill sets and is done locally and that that to me is a far is a potentially a far better solution and is the next iteration that I think our really skillful manufacturing sector can really jump into because we've shown that we can adapt with times and 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 be at the forefront of of, of, of that sector for the last hundred years. So, you know, this is going to be a key part of how we're going to re- remain at the forefront for the next hundred years. What you guys are doing is planting a really good seed to educate people of you know where this is going. Um, knowing that customers really, at the end of the day, and I say this jokingly, only want three things now, perfect and free. You know, I think this is one way of bridging the gap between that, right? It's uh, how do we get that problem solved in, in as, quick, uh, as quickly as possible, uh, the cheapest way possible, and to make sure that it's done, you know, done once really and, and can solve the issue right away. Because you know, as everyone knows, time is money. So it sounds really good. I mean, you guys are set this up um you know how do we how do we become involved you know like a typical committee has like a board in place Uh, what type of people are involved with this how are you getting some of the feedback um it sounds really good well we were very keen when we set this up up for for this to be 
something that was supported by people like myself and Tonya with our, you know, our, our roles in, in, in institutions, but for its actual heart and its actual soul to be something that involves involves people from throughout that entire additive manufacturing spectrum, be it producers, be it end users, and for it to be, you know, really something that has a a direction that comes from the industry rather than us in government saying this is what we think you should do it actually it actually to be industry to work with us and actually move the whole sector forward and it to be their vision behind it so so you know the other question about how do you get involved again our membership is there is accessible via our our website and you know and and honestly if you want to get involved the more voices we have the better, you know, you know, the better picture that we have from the industry, and and the more applicable the the um, the parts that we un undertake will be for industry. So we recently developed our strategic plan going forward to 2025, and in there we have a number of strategies that we're working on. And the uh, first one really is building awareness of our capabilities. And we're going to be doing that through developing an asset inventory map that we want people to participate in so we know who's doing what and who wants to do what so we can make those connections. So it's really important that if that we have that collective and understand what we have in here, but it also identifies what gaps we have so that industry can take advantage of that gap and maybe fill that with some of their capacity. Uh, the other piece we're looking at is uh, is the partnership building and that will come dynamically through understanding that that all of our assets and bringing people together so someone that has a problem some unique skills and how to gap those and we'll be able to start coordinating that through the Alberta Additive Manufacturing Network. Piece as well about that is 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 the Outer Manufacturing Network for, for, for the point that Tony just made about being wide, being much wider connected is part is also connected to the wider manufacturing export enhancement project that's that's started up in Alberta and is going to go kind of Western Canada wide. And again, one of the other things that we're going to do to help the industry along is make sure that we, you know, have these connection points with other entities from other jurisdictions all around the globe because that's you know you know you know bringing those skilled pieces together is is how we're going to really have that knowledge transfer happen and that's really going to be what helps propel the industry forward sounds fantastic i mean obviously you guys have thought about this um you've developed this over some time and it sounds like it's going to be from a, a need driven perspective a pull a pull, you know industry is basically pulling what it can out of the resources that um, exist and in, in this province and in western canada and mm. instead of a push which we which we typically see you know a, a push from the wide ivory tower i like to say um you know that are not connected to industry at all um so i think as we start doing more of these podcasts, we're all going to learn a little bit more about not only the technology, uh, the inventory and the capacity of, of what um, this great network is going to provide, but it's also going to help um, players that don't know anything about additive manufacturing or manufacturing in general. I mean, some people mm -hmm. that I've encountered, uh, they don't know that manufacturing gets done in this part of the world. Um, so it's a really good education piece. And again, it's that, that pull methodology. Now, I've had some people come to me and they say, well, you know, it looks like as a machine shop, you guys are going to probably lose your jobs because 3D printing is changing everything. You know, all you have to do is really get a design and then you know, just send it over wirelessly to the printer and then you kind of hit the print button and then voila, it's done. You know, is, is, so is that 
kind of what I can expect if I join this network? I can kind of learn that magic? It's got to be that simple, right? Well, as I alluded to earlier, um, that that's one of the I think those those big misconceptions that, that we hope that the that the network can help to dispel because you know additive manufacturing when it when it is applied in its most effective manner is far more involved than that. It goes right the way from talking to an end user and working out what their problem is and then designing a solution to that that, that, that can use you know various methodologies including you know advanced manufacturing and additive manufacturing and that requires an immense amount of skill, of knowledge, an immense amount of very highly talented and technical people to work at the very different points of that process. And that's where those workers in the machine shop, to me, aren't going to be losing their job. Their jobs are just going to be changing. And also, you know, I think this is this is one of those other misconceptions that we say anti-manufacturing and, and that tomorrow we're going to burn all the CNC machines and they're all going to disappear. That's not the case. It's another tool in our toolbox in that wider manufacturing solution that end users require to produce the pieces and parts that they need. It's moving us towards that digital ecosystem. And, you know, we hear about Industry 4.0 and what does that mean to us? But it's taking advantage of our digital capacity and and having more freedom of the types of products we make and a, a deeper connection with value add and providing specific solutions to our to our end users. So no jobs are changing, but nobody's going to be out of a job for sure. So the question you had before too, that I wanted to like touch on about pushing a button, wouldn't that be really nice? And certainly those services exist where you can upload your, your drawing and it'll go out to a mar farm market somewhere and get printed and then be in your hands, I don't know, wait a week later. But there's so many pieces to that that get missed on that. Is it the right kind of design? Does it do what you need to do? Does it fit? Do mating services meet up? Is it really taking advantage of additive manufacturing, the concepts of part reduction, um, of, of adding complexity where complexity is needed? Um, and then, you know, does it actually fit where it's supposed to go? So those are those parts that having a, having a connected group of highly talented people will address other than the, the cloud approach. And the cloud approach is great where it needs to be, but if we're truly going to make a shift, we need to work as a community to get there. I like that. Like kind of like an iterative process and having the talent in-house being able to do um, those three things, I guess, is what to try and uh, um, fulfill those three things that now are perfect and free. Well, and the other lovely thing is in Alberta, we have end users that have really complex problems as well. And that's one of the reasons why when we look at this network is, is that we weren't just focused on the designers or the 3D production places. We actually we actually include also institutions and and, and, and post-secondary institutions like, like where, where Tony works for at Red Deer Polytechnic and the end users, because we know it's that collaborative mix together is where we're going to find that sweet spot. That sounds fantastic. I'm looking forward to this series. It's going to be highly uh, educational for myself um, and I'm sure for many, many people. Um, and as we start seeing, you know, our libraries and our, our um, uh, high schools and elementary schools getting more into this type of technology, I think what we're doing is really preparing the workforce for these higher skilled people um, to come out and, you know, show us traditional manufacturing gurus or I, I'm talking for myself here, you know, old guys 
Um, we'd love to learn some new tricks um, to be more competitive and compete in the world. So as we start developing this series, obviously there's not just one type of, uh, dare I say it, 3D printing. I, I'm trying to learn that it's more additive manufacturing and that yeah. encompasses everything. So that's one thing I'm learning. You guys are teaching me quite a bit here. What types of technologies are there? Is you know, are we looking at just plastics? Are we looking at wood? Is it powder? Is it metal? Is it resins? Is it everything? So I think what you can definitely expect over this series is the Alberta users to be sharing their experience of what they've found and what they're using so far. So certainly you're going to see all types of materials. So what is the world of plastics doing? What does metals look like? What are ceramics? And what about those other weird materials like combinations of multiple materials coming together? So you'll definitely get a touch of all of that, the equipment that supplies it, how to design and what they're using. So you'll really get a good flavor of what additive manufacturing looks like in Alberta and their clients as well. So uh, it should be a really informative series. Sounds really exciting. I can't wait to, to hear and see some of these success stories. I wanted to reach out and say thank you to our sponsors for making this event happen. Because the Alberta Additive Manufacturing Network is industry and member driven, please go to the website and become a member. And if you have some stories to share, then absolutely reach out to us because we'd love to hear from you as well. Yeah, and I'd just add, add to that as well is, is, is that we've done an immense amount of work behind the scenes. So, you know, you know, we have we have uh, been working for a couple of years. I mentioned the, the Manufacturing Export Enhancement Project, which is a major, much major uh, piece of work that is also looking at some funding as well. So what we're hoping that as the as the slowly inch towards the finishing line, that that, that you know in you know twenty from twenty to twenty twenty two onwards, you know there's going to be a, a couple of years there where we're hoping to have some some significant you know you know um, programming ability from that so again that as Tonya said go to the website makes aware of challenges makes aware of your capabilities because what we're hoping to have is some really practical um, pieces of work coming out, out out over the next couple of years that really will help demonstrate to the industry how we can move how how, how useful our additive manufacturing is and how it's going to move the industry forward I'm really looking forward to it thank you so much Matthew and, and Tonya no really appreciate your time and uh, as Tonya said any Anybody out there that has any questions or wants to share their stories, I'm more of a question guy, so I'll be asking lots of questions, I'm sure, and hopefully you are too. And we look forward to continuing the series.